Welcome to <laughs> Double Take with Rick and Lori. I can't do the radio I voice like you can. Well, You're better at it. Yeah. Oh. Gosh, well, I'm so excited mm-hmm. yeah. about this interview. Yes. Tracy Livings, 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 Levinson. Levinson. <laughs> Tracy Levinson. Levinson. I never did get it right. No, you didn't. Even on the it. interview, you did yes, not get it right. So. But she's an author. She wrote Unashamed Candid Conversations About Dating, Love, Nakedness, and Faith. Mm. She's a, a former drama teacher. She's just. Um, uh, she's just fun. And she is such a free spirit. She is. Yeah. She is. And, and she she's, loves Jesus. Yeah. And, wow, it just shows. Yeah, well, and she's a former atheist mm-hmm. married to a Jewish man. So her story is a little different it's than most. Different. Yep. But it's sweet. And to hear how God broke through and how he revealed himself to her was pretty cool. Yep. So she was she was gracious enough to sit with us for quite a while. Almost an hour, I yeah, think. Yeah, well, it was, yeah, don't. Don't scare them away. It was more like 40 minutes. Oh, okay. Anyway. Don't be scared. But Tracy's awesome. And if you've got a, a young person in your life, a high, you know, teenager or college age, her book will, would be very helpful. Mm-hmm. It's really great. So she's just fun. You'll yeah. love her. You say the name one more time. Tracy Levinson. There you go. There you go. So listen in. Tracy, Tracy Levinson. Tracy Levinson. Thank you for F- being with famous us. Famous author and wonderful person all the way around. Hello. Hello. It's good to be here. It yeah. Is. You have a good presence behind mm-hmm. the microphone. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start. I'm, I'm preparing a presentation. And it's, it, re, it revolves around God coming to Noah and saying, I want you to build a ship. And I want you to make it seaworthy. And I want to use this pitch on the inside. I want to use this pitch on the outside. And I can just imagine this guy standing in his front yard and going, what? You want me to do what? Yeah, I want you to build a ship. I don't even know what that is. I don't even, I don't even know what seaworthy means because they had never seen any kind of a body of water. So God has come to me and he said, Rick, I want you to do this thing. And I go, What? What you're asking from me is impossible. And I imagine God smiling and saying, I'm the God of the impossible. And I want you to give this message to other people. So as I'm thinking this through, I am going to be talking to people who will say, I don't hear God very well or at all. And what we just experienced in your your, uh, Workshop. workshop was experiencing God's presence. I think the two are connected. I think in order to hear God, you have to experience his um, presence. So so what do I think about that? You know, <laughs> one thing is, how do you hear God? Mm. Well, I want to preface that with just the human tendency that we all have to compare ourselves to other people. So, for instance, there might be somebody in your audience right now who would be like, well, God gave you something to do that was specific. Like they, that might seem so foreign to them. Mm, yes. And yet for them, they might be sitting in nature and feel so in awe of God and experience his presence in nature. So I do want to answer what you just said a minute ago, but I do want to preface our whole conversation with God is real. I used to be an atheist, so it's so fun for me to say that. Mm-hmm. I'm persuaded. Tracy's persuaded mm. that God is real. And 
I believe he is this invisible God and he's a personal presence. Mm. And I do believe, I do believe in the theology that through Christ, that God, the spirit of the living God comes to dwell in his kids. And so it's not surprising to me that you could hear God and you're going to hear God differently, most likely than your wife Mm -hmm. and maybe even the way that I might hear God. And what I would say is that his presence is, I kind of want people to focus more. I mean, if I was queen for the day, which I am not, but if I was queen, (laughs) you know what today you are the queen. Oh my gosh. Where's the crown? (laughs) Queen Tracy. If I was queen for the day, Mm -hmm. I would want people to be convinced that God is present as a fact Mm. before they were, before they focused on themselves of like, am I aware of God? Am I aware of his presence? I hope I'm doing that. And then Mm. what we do as humans, we're like, we turn that into a a work. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm really working hard to experience God's presence. I I hope God, I hope God sees me working so hard. So I would say it's more. (laughs) So you'll show up. So it comes about back to faith. Mm. It really comes back to faith. And what's cool about faith is you can ask for it. So you can mm-hmm. ask for faith. So it's almost like I feel like it starts with believing. Is God real? You know, that, at least for me. I always have to start there because yeah. I have to start at the basement. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> let's start at the basics. It's a foundation. Foundation. Mm-hmm. Is God real? Yes. Is God, this invisible God, is he present with me? Well, because I'm a Christian and my theology is that he literally is permanently present. He is, the Holy Spirit is sealed. Like he, it can't get out. Like it's, it's sealed inside of a believer. So I think you can't escape his presence. Mm. And I think God's okay. This is just me as a parent, but like, like I, you know, I think it's okay that sometimes you might be just cooking in your kitchen and singing songs and having a good time and not being aware of God because mm. I think as a father, he delights in us enjoying the good gifts he's given us. Mm-hmm. And I also think he delights when we recognize the truth of him, whether it's his voice or whether we find ourselves going, oh, what a great God, and we are worshiping just in truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's just adores us no matter what, wherever we are, they're working on the worship. So oh. if y'all hear that in the background, it's <laughs> the worship team. It's the worship team. Mm-hmm. But so for, for you, what you just said is that I think that it's important for people if they want to press into what you're talking about, which is, okay, to hear God, you probably need to be aware of him. But, of course, God could interrupt you in the middle of your, your you. If you're distracted, he can interrupt you anyway. Yep. Yep. But let's say that you're intentionally trying to hear God. You really want to listen to God, and you're being intentional about that. I think that it starts with thinking about the way God's wired you. So for you, for instance, when you're in a situation where you're wanting to experience God, what are some places or ways that you, Lori, experience God? <laughs> hmm. Well, I talk to him out loud. Love that. And there could be somebody in your audience right now that's never that's never occurred to them mm-hmm. to do that. And that's okay. You mm-hmm. don't ever have to do that. But if you want to do that, you're free to do that. That's. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you said that. Mm, what, el- what else? Well, he sort of initiates. Uh, for a long time when I was in a, a really long stretch of awful in the mornings I would wake up with a song and it was always a not every morning but you know quite a bit and he would wake me up with a song and it was never a Christian song it was just a song like um well blue moon was one of them but um 
one of them was, okay, uh, this is the dumbest one. You know that song? Um, no, no, that was Blue Moon. I'm sorry. Yeah. And it was the 1950s version that was awful with the, you know, do, do, you know that one? And I woke up with that version. I'm like, okay. So at the time, he was also speaking to me with numbers. He was making sets of three numbers. And so I was studying to see what the numbers meant. And so he woke me up with this song, and I'm like, and I would always go look at the lyrics and see. So I found the video of that one, and it was two minutes and 22 seconds long. So it fit as well. But it's Blue Moon, You Saw Me Standing Alone, Without a, love, without a, a Dream in My Heart, Without a Love of My Own. And that's where I was at the time. And then there was a, there was a Beatles song, and, then there was, and it was songs that I had ne- hadn't heard in decades. But he was telling me he loved me in the ways that I needed to hear him at the time. And that was one of the sweetest things. And he, he still does it, not as often, because I think I just needed it more back then. But anyway, that's a long answer. No, no, that's a perfect answer. And again, if someone else might go, well, he's never woken me up with a song. So yeah. you're just the fact that your heart is pointed towards him and you're like open to him using anything. Because we have, tend to spiritualize things. Like you said, it wasn't a Christian song. I had a <laughs> season where I heard, I kept hearing the song, Come Away With Me. And mm. I kept like God was like, let's just get some quiet time together. Mm. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But that might not have occurred to someone. Like I say, mm. I love I love what y'all are doing here and how you're doing this podcast because, mm. I mean, that might be something that sparks in somebody's heart or mind of like, oh, I heard, I think I heard a song in my head too, mm. and 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 it's like you know the scripture says, test all things, mm. and yes. hold fast to that which is good. Yes. So again, we don't we don't know. I mean, like it, we ha- we're dealing with an invisible God, mm. and you have faith to think that you heard God and mm. that that was God, and there's mm. someone else that's like. Oh, I don't think that's God. I just think I heard on the radio yesterday. And I think that, and, and so what you have to do with anything like that comes to you, a thought and, or um, a specific thing, or mm-hmm. someone else gives you a word or whatever it is, yeah. it's like you take that and you, you test that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're probably more Bible people, so we might want to, we would probably test that with the basic truths. Mm. Not the, not the things everybody's fighting over, but the basic <laughs> truth of what we think we know to be true about the scriptures. And mm. if it's, if it lines up, then we're open to the fact that God can use anything. Mm. God can use circumstances. We know this, like we, we all believe this. He can use circumstances. He can use people. He can use a song. He can use, he can, I mean, clearly with what you said with Noah. Yeah. I mean, that's stunning. It's, you're right. It's stunning it's how specific stuck. God was mm. with him and and it's and, and I'm always so hesitant. Like I've had a couple of things in my life where I kind of had a, a sense. It's almost like you have to have humility when you feel like you've heard God, mm. I, or at least me. I, I hold it loosely. I'm like, I think I, I think God. You know, like this sounds weird, but when I wrote my first book, I would pray, God, do you want me to get an agent or do you want me to self-publish? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like really wrestling with that. It's like a, you know, not that big of a thing. But I, at the time, I was trying to figure that out. And I had as a, and when I was in my prayer time, and again. Everybody's different in the way they hear mm-hmm. God. But for me, I had a sense, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a sense that I was going to self-publish. And that maybe if I did a second book, that perhaps I would use a publisher. And again, this isn't like, this isn't about like someone having surgery. So this isn't that important. But, but for it was me, important to him. It was important. And the message was important. Yeah. And so as I went along that journey, I had humility. I even met, I interviewed some agents. It wasn't like I wasn't. I wasn't like God said, I know exactly. I know exactly. I heard God perfectly. I just held it with some humility. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, that's what happened. And I've had yeah. several things in my life where I'm like, for me, God's voice is a little bit more 
I think it's because I was an atheist, and then I came into faith in Jesus in my 30s. And because the fact that he's real was the thing that yeah. I could never get over, hmm. most of my relationship with God is very, it sounds weird, but it's small. It's very like, mm. whoa, you're real. Mm. And so for me, it's more like a weather vane. So for me, sensing God giving me direction isn't necessarily so far a real laid out anything or a lot of it's been more of like a, a whisper like I kind of think he wants me to go left and it's just if I had to guess if I had to guess between left and right there's just a whisper of going left mm. and so I'm gonna go this little much I think my whole I mean I came to faith by a mustard seed like I'm <laughs> I'm the non-impressive literally like you know Thomas like he was doubting mm-hmm. I came to faith as Tom, like that yeah. type of person. Like I don't have, I probably, it's so funny because my son one time said to me, mom, you have so much faith. And I'm like, no, I don't. And he goes, yes, you do. And I go, no, I don't. And he goes, what are you talking about? And I said, I put all my faith in my little faith. Mm. I just hear mm. the littlest of things. And then I go ahead and I'm, you know, I'm crazy. I just put all my faith in the little thing. Mm. And so again, because everybody's, but I absolutely mm-hmm. believe, like, it's, I've heard people say, I put my pen down and God gave me a song and they wrote a whole song mm-hmm. and it was God. You know, it's like, I believe. Yeah. I believe. One but time. it seems, well, but I was just saying, no, go ahead. sometimes it's, I mean, we're looking for direction, I think, a lot of times. Just tell me what to do. But a lot of, most of the time for me, it's not that. It's one time he actually, I love this because one time I was arguing with him about, well, I want to do this, but I don't know what you want. And, and he just said, what if what I want you want is the same thing? You know, and it wasn't a direction. It was a, I trust you. I'm in you. You can trust me in you. So most of the time it's that sort of encouraging. Uh, one time he just said, it's easier to just believe me. <laughs> it's just <laughs> easier to just believe me. Okay. Cry uncle. Yeah. So, I mean, we want direction, but, but listen to what he's giving you anyway. Because it may not be do this or do that. So... <laughs> Did I make you forget what you were going to say? No. Oh, good. No, my experience is pretty specific. And that's One, what's hard for somebody like me. Yeah. Because we all compare. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. God, I mean, it would make sense that God could be specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what he did with the tabernacle. Yeah. I oh, mean, my, there's yes. no reason that God couldn't be specific. <laughs> Porpoise yeah. skins on the roof. Did you ever read that? <laughs> <laughs> It's a good thing we don't have the cameras with us this time. We have a silly friend. Hi, Ralph. <laughs> want to say, want to say hi to the folks? somebody who wants attention. Oh, no, I don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> He's always distracting me. Yes, he is. <laughs> Back and, to Jesus. And so, the speci- one of, I used to ride a recumbent bike, and I'd ride it to work. And I had this route that I took, same route, every day. I'm a per- person of... I'm so sorry. When you said that bike, whatever that word is, all I saw was a bike at the gym. And when you said I rode it to work, I pictured you on a stationary bike. I was like, how do you do that? It took a a while. Sorry, I'm very slow. Recumbent is when you sit back and figure out. And so one day I was, I go down the street, I'm on the sidewalk, I cross the street to go and again on the sidewalk and I go down there. One day I heard, I heard this in my head. Don't cross the street. I, uh, okay, so I didn't. And just as I was getting to where I was going, this car sped by. That car would have hit me and killed me had I not listened to that voice. 
It wasn't your day. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't my day. But. But that makes sense. I heard sense. it. Mm-hmm. I believe, and I believe, and let me tell you what I think about that. What came to my heart when you said that in my mind was the fact that the Bible says, and again, now that's so funny when I say the Bible says, because I know there are people out there like I used to be who don't even think the Bible is valid. So mm. that's okay, guys. I respect you. But <laughs> if you cared about scripture, and that's okay if you don't really, but if you did, we, we know that it says that when you become a follower of Jesus, yes. That you get a new heart. Yes. Yeah. It also says that you get a, a new heart, a new mind. New mind. Mm-hmm. And we're renewing our minds for sure because mm-hmm. we're trying to change the old thinking. But the fact that you could think that thought, you could have that thought come into your mind, mm-hmm. which was, what was the words? Don't cross the street. Don't mm-hmm. cross the street. <clears throat> Wouldn't, and the Bible says you're a new creation. You've been crucified with Christ. Therefore, you no longer live. Mm-hmm. Christ lives in you. The life you live in the body, you live by faith in the Son of God who yes. loves you. So the fact that the spirit of the living God is in you, well, I mean, goodness gracious. He And, and here's one thing I always yes. used to think was interesting. I know you're about to say something. No, it's all right. Let no. me finish my thought. I'll forget it. Me too. But, but, <laughs> but here's, here's what I think is interesting. So there's some verse somewhere that talks about the communication and the communion that the Holy Spirit has with Jesus and the Father mm-hmm. and how they're in constant communication. And we know that the Father lives outside of time. Mm-hmm. And we know that there's a book of life where you, he knows every number of days you're going to be on the planet. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting to me that God outside of time, who has the book of life, mm-hmm. who is sovereign, but we don't, you know, that's all the whole thing about how much to, role do we play in things and whatever. Yeah. Let's don't go there. <laughs> but how fascinating that the Holy Spirit lives in you and who can whisper to you mm. inside of you and tell you, what would he say? Say it again. Don't cross the street. Don't mm. cross the street. Well, the, and then he's in constant communion. So the Holy Spirit in you is in constant communication with the Father who lives outside of time, who mm. knows what his plans mm. he has for you. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it makes total sense to me. And I say this all the time. You, My listeners are going, oh, don't say it again, but I'm going to. Um, <laughs> so it your wife. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me that Jesus would say, I have to go away so the comforter can come and he will teach you all things and bring all remembrances to back to you. And then he comes and he doesn't talk to you. That's such a good point. Yeah, he does. He does. But again, of course, I'm so funny because I'm always thinking, oh, but somebody out there in the audience is going to think, <laughs> they're going to think, well, why doesn't he talk to me that way? So mm. we did, just did a workshop where I mentioned some mm-hmm. ways that yes. people can experience God. So we y'all just mention some of those. Y'all, y'all can do it. Yes. But just mention some of the things because I want to encourage people in your audience mm-hmm. because their experience with God might never look like yours. And I right. always say that, that you are not going to hear God like I do. Mm-hmm. God speaks to you in a way that's unique just to you. Mm-hmm. That's how personal this is. Okay, mm-hmm. read the list. Some of the things are in nature. There were a lot of people that, that heard him in nature. Um, reading the Bible during prayer. Uh, gathered with other believers. I'm just going to read most of them. Singing songs about about and to God. Holding a baby when I'm gathered with my family. Spending time with a dear believing friend when I'm helping someone. Um, volunteering for an organization when I dance. When I'm walking or running. 
Um, that doesn't mean you have to exercise, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. But we're just saying that these, when you do these activities, sometimes you just feel the presence of God. You feel like you're communing with God. You're, and like you said, in those moments, your ears might be more attuned to hearing. Mm-hmm. Right, and him. he knows that. The nudges. Yeah. And what, yeah, the one nudges. on here that's, that I like so much is when I laugh about something with God. I mean, yeah, God's funny. Sometimes and, I think he thinks he's funnier than I think he is. And I always use the fact that she hears him with numbers. Hmm. That seems kind of crazy to me. I mean, I mean, you know, numbers in Scripture are purposeful. They're, they're they purposeful, mean something. Yeah. And so I just, and a lot of times just confirming his character. Yeah. So the but, point of all this mm-hmm. goes back to the fact that God is real. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that he's at work in our culture now yes and we are part of it and everyone who's listening and us sitting here we're part of what he's doing on the earth Mm -hmm. and we don't have the big picture in mind but we know he's love Mm -hmm. and that i would imagine a lot of the things that he whispers to us Mm -hmm. or communicates to us verbally or Mm non-verbally um communicate his love for us or some love that he wants us to bring into the world Mm -hmm. to just that's his kingdom right Mm -hmm. a lot of one of the things we say a lot on our other podcast is that the two things we can rest on is is god is love and god is good and that's it and if if we can hold on to those two things and it can help us reframe what's going on better because there's some stuff going on that's rough right now (laughs) coming and going there's some stuff that's what? That's rough right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. always something. It, you know, it goes. I meant in the world, but you meant personally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the world, oh, yeah. Yeah. That too. Yeah, especially that. I love what you said about doing it in humility. Mm. I never want to be, I want to be confident in what I hear from God, but I never want to be arrogant. Mm. When you just said confident, what I heard was faith. Yes. Mm. You can have faith. Yeah. And that's what I hear in you. I don't hear, I hear no ounce of arrogance when what you're saying. He's not. Um, I hear faith. Faith. Yeah. You heard and you believed, period. Mm. Period. So that's where the clarity comes from. That's not pride. That's just Mm -hmm. faith. So as a leader. That's good. A leader of a ministry, someone who has to um, present a vision and have people buy into that vision, I the, I have to come across with faith. I have to come across like, I believe what God's telling me. Will you follow me in this? And that, that's a huge responsibility for me. That feels, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it feels burdensome because it doesn't feel burdensome. It feels heavy weighty. and weighty. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like having a child. There's a lot of responsibility with having a child because you can kill it. Well, and I think well, that's this is where the real faith comes in. So for you, you've been practicing your relationship with God for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you that's part of your confidence is that he's been faithful. Mm-hmm. And you've seen him, you know, you've seen him come through with things. What I would say would be the part about other people following kind of reminds me of parenting a little bit but the part about people following would be the tricky part for you and I'm not saying this is true for you but might be you trusting him with them as opposed to you feeling like you have to because you already have faith like you actually think God's told you you're not responsible at the end of the day this is just because I've been working on my own 
adult parenting thing. But you're not responsible for them feeling God because God's big enough to inspire them to think that that vision that you have is what they need to be on board with. Yeah. And then to trust happening. to trust if they're not. Mm-hmm. Too. It's like there's a letting go of releasing them to, to have their own encounter with God about mm-hmm. and your your job, it's that that question of God, what is my job? was probably just to present it. Mm. And then to really just to then just find out does your spirit agree with this you know mm-hmm. just and then and, and respect if there doesn't mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. my spirit agrees with it but my flesh goes why me why are you doing this to me or what <laughs> yeah what? <laughs> or how <laughs> yeah yeah so mm-hmm. Now you've got us all curious of what it is, but that's okay. We'll, we'll wait. T- we'll tell you when we're done. Yeah. We'll t- yeah. Wait till I get the yeah. I'll, wait till I get it written, and then I'll, yeah. I I may even do a podcast about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we already did one about it. Did we? In a little bit. Anyway, doesn't matter. So what's wow. next for you? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So I just I wrote a I wrote a book called Unashamed Candid Conversations about dating, love, nakedness and faith and it was for <laughs> younger, I would say anywhere from probably 16 to 40 singles. <laughs> so people that are single that mm. are in the dating scene mm. that are trying to navigate their sexuality and relationships and love and that was a um, I did that and I still have that book and then I also do a thing called Bucket List and I, they're these Goal setting workshops, I guess you'd call them, but they're way more fun. Oh yeah, so I do, I do those, and I've been doing that all both of those things for several years now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, when I was writing my first book, I sensed this is that whole thing of hearing God. And always, <laughs> but I was, I was writing my first book. I felt the idea come into my mind of, you know, this isn't your only book. And I never, and I was dyslexic and never even wanted to write a book. That was not on my. I did not <laughs> think that was going to happen. It wasn't like a goal or something. Mm. And I, but my spirit agreed. I was like, oh yeah, that's God. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yes, sir. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> and then, um, and so I've been kind of working on two other books. I thought one would be a parenting book and I thought one would be a good, um, I didn't know what the third one would be, but I thought maybe it would be like a God book. Mm. Like I just didn't know. Mm. So I've been taking notes for years. And then I was approached by a ministry called Embrace Grace and they help. Um, girls who get pregnant who oh. want to keep their babies and they come alongside them and they, they partner with churches or any sort of organization and they throw baby showers for the girls and they do parenting classes mm-hmm. and wow. they it's amazing wow. and they teach them about they're so full of grace too and they're just they teach them about the love of God and they're they call them brave girls and they're like you can do this it's amazing mm. and I have done some videos for them over the years and they invited me to write their, I guess, curriculum for the series they have of girls who have already had, they've already gone through their pregnancy, but now they're trying to parent. Well, what's mm. crazy is I had all this material that I was going to use for my book huh. for um, parenting. And I had all this God stuff that I had written for my whatever random, don't even know what it is yet, God book. <laughs> 
And I felt the Lord say yes. And again, when I say that, God didn't say audibly in the sky, yes, Tracy. (laughs) I just, in my spirit, it felt like a yes. Mm. In the same way, I guess, if you were going to marry somebody and they said, will you marry me? And you're like, yes, yes. (laughs) So it feels right. Yes, I want want to do this. And Mm. so I said yes to them. And so I just completed that. And that was interesting for me because halfway through writing, I was just writing it and I was like, Oh, God, is this that second book you told me I was going to write? <laughs> that has a publisher. It's already put, you know, it's like, I'm like, oh, I think, because I had an idea of the, what, you know, that's the thing about hearing God. Mm-hmm. That we hear God and then we think we know what we visualize and we think, oh, this is what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, uh, most of the time, it's not going to actually flesh out exactly. Maybe, maybe. I have a comment about yeah, that. Yeah, go finish. on. No, oh, finish. that's it. So I just completed that. And, mm-hmm. and the truth is I'm a little tired. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm in a season right now where um, I'm just have a little more margin and I'm breathing mm. a little bit more. And that's actually been the de- for about five or six years, the desire of my heart has been just to breathe. That sounds silly, but not. Oh, that sounds good. I've just, I've been, I've just, it, and I've had people say to me over the past five or six years, you just like being busy. And I'm like, you don't know me. <laughs> actually, no, I actually like a lot of margin, yeah. but my life um, hasn't looked like that. And so I have entered into some of that right now, and I'm really loving it. That's good. That's good. What you said is that, and this is really true about me, and that 40 years ago, I heard God say this. And I interpreted it, and I moved toward it. I prepared for it. I thought about it. I fell in love with it. And I did everything I could do to participate in that when it happened. And after so many years, God says, I'm going to do it differently than what you thought. And he said, but I'm going to work with all the prep and all the thoughts and all the belief you had. I can work with that. And we can go this this other direction. Nothing is wasted. Nothing. Absolutely. And that's happened a couple of times where I've gone this way and God says, okay, we'll work with what you've done, but we're going to He says, oh, that's cute. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to shift and go this direction. My whole life, Mm. all I wanted to do was be an artist. I invested money, emotion, um, time, energy, everything into it. And I got to a point where I could paint what I saw in my head. And I was making a living at it. And then at some point, about 10 years ago, God came to me walking in nature because I'm a landscape painter. Walking in nature, he said to me, the art, art as a business is over. You can continue to paint. I gave that skill to you. I love when you create. I love what we do. When you interpret what I've created, I love that. But we're not going to do it as a business anymore. And I go, but but what about all the... I used it. I used every bit of it to get you to this point right here. Now we're going a different direction. That reminds me of the scripture verse where it says... One of my, this is one of my favorites because I love because I'm kind of flighty and I, I love <laughs> I love freedom. I was a theater major, but it says the Holy Spirit, y'all know this, mm. is like a wind. Yes, mm. and so are you. And of course, imagination goes crazy. So I'm like, oh, Holy Spirit's like a wind. What does the wind do? Well, the wind is still. 
sometimes. Sometimes the wind is fast. Sometimes it goes to the left. Sometimes it goes to the right. Mm. Sometimes it goes steady in one direction. And it's like, and so are you who are born mm. of the Spirit. That's and good. so when I see a shift in someone's life like you just described mm-hmm. in your life, I'm like, well, of course. Um, I have a, I hope she doesn't mind me saying this. She never listens to my stuff, so I'll just say it. But I have a, <laughs> I have a, da- I have a daughter right now. She's an artist. That's she right. does landscape as well. She's the, she loves beauty and she loves nature. And she, it's been hard because, you know, some of her friends might have decided to be a nursing, ma- her cousin, you know, nursing major. And she knew in high school and she's a nurse now. And Caroline is not, I wish I wouldn't say her name. Sorry, Caroline. But um, her path has not been a straight one. Mm. And she has totally been, uh, her eyes have been fixed on the God. I mean, she definitely is like, and trust me, guys, I know we have, just because, like, when you say that, somebody in the audience is going, I have a kid who's wayward right now. That makes my heart hurt. Mm. So just know that, like, my son's questioning a lot of things right now. So, like, everybody has different stories and Mm. different kids, and everybody's on different paths. But anyway, so Caroline has been really seeking the Lord and trying to hear his voice in her life. And it's been kind of hard because she has had a lot of not knowing. And I'm persuaded at this point that God's doing that. That she's mm. That's where God has her mm. in not knowing a lot of things. And she was kind of, we were talking about something and I said, Carolyn, think about the apostle Paul. I said, you're not, I know that some people who are very steady and like know what they're doing and have a straight, straight path are looking at you and get, and saying things to you that are making you feel flighty. Yeah. making you feel like you can't make a decision and you're all over the place. And maybe there's some truth in that. But if you think about it, the Apostle Paul was seeking the Lord and he went, oh, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, nope, turn around. And he was like, if you watch him, he, he was like a, buzzing around like a bee. And then you had Timothy who kind of looked, at least for a season, stood pretty still in a place for a season. And I said, you know, you're like the Holy, it's like the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit says we are like the wind. And so are you who are born of the Spirit. And so in our lives, I think that happens to people. I think that the sweet thing is when you're like, kind of have your eyes on the Lord, not like a work, but when you're just like, hey, God, you know, I I, I want what you want. Like, you're smarter than me, so I want to go the direction you want me to go because you know more things than me. You live outside of time, and you're just so smart. And you're postured in that way, in a sweet, trusting way. Some people's path will be very straight. And some people might not look like that. I think that's so encouraging. (laughs) Go ahead. No, no. I mean, that sounds like, I mean, that sounds like you for sure, but you're not alone. There's a lot of people that they don't get a job and do the same thing for 30 years. They don't, you know, they switch from thing to thing. And I guess, and I think they get judged by the rest of us. They are more, but maybe a straight line. And I think that's so encouraging to know that you're, you're okay. You're doing you're where you're supposed to be. But there all been, also has been a time when I, when I, God would come to me in my head. Now, there's no writing in the sky or audible voice. I just hear it in my head. And he said, okay, Rick, I want you to, and I go, okay, I'm, I'm going to go do it, and I'm off. Yeah, that's me. I'm like a train. <laughs> sometimes, I used to be exactly that, and then it was like, sometimes God's so sweet, because he's like, oh, I know she does that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he'd have like a, something hit the train, something would like a train would hit me or something, you know, where I'd be like, oh. Oh, sorry. I guess you didn't want me to start a ministry doing that. Oh, I'll start a ministry. You know, I had something. This is this is really, if you don't mind me doing this. No, go. Okay, so I was a pretty new believer, and I started learning about trafficking. I'd never heard about. Mm. And so I started really, like, getting just genuinely, you know, and, and it, 
you know, there's so many different issues. It could be a woman who's been battered and she's been left behind. I mean, there's so many issues to care about. So it's, but sometimes your heart will be burdened for something very specific. And my heart just got burdened for two things. Kids, young boys that were on these boats that were being enslaved and having to fish, little boys, Mm. and then children who were sexually trafficked. Mm. And I remember going through this stage where I was like, I'm just going to fast. And I was like praying and fasting. And, and it's so sweet. I love it. I mean, it's yeah, nothing. It it's great. I'm yes. God. I don't know how prayers work. So I'll, yay, 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 God, yay me. <laughs> but, but it was so cute and so sincere. But I was like, I'm a theater major. I would literally pray because I like went to this one conference and this guy was an attorney and he was like, he, and then this other guy was like, they were going into these brothels and they were saving these kids. And, and this attorney was, you know, working with the, with these, um, countries and like mm-hmm. getting these guys like when they came back to america he was like changing the laws and getting these guys to where it was not making it less attractive for them and the penalties were going to be higher and i was like that's so badass that's so cool <laughs> and i'm like god i'm a drama major and so i just remember just like i just kept going i, I literally felt like and, and as a kid i didn't grow up in the lord but the one of my first times i ever heard about jesus was the little drummer boy remember yeah and i was like all I have is my drama God <laughs> and so I did have that season now I right now I'm not fasting and praying and crying over the children but I still like so here's what's weird so several years ago and I won't tell you the things but through a series of things mm. uh, on my heart I wanted to start doing interior design probably I started it like 13 years ago and it really, you know, theatrically, my background is theatrical design. And, and I mean, and really it was more <laughs> acting, but I do have some in my background. So I have had an interior design business for 13 years mm. and I love it. Mm. I mean, I love it, love it, love it. And I'll have no rewards in heaven by telling you this, but <laughs> I'm just going to tell people this just to, just to talk about God answering prayers and mm. how he works through things that don't seem spiritual. So I'm helping people pick out their couches and I am helping some old ladies like, you know, widowers like hang pictures in their house. It's so Aww. sweet. And they want to tell me, I'm like, you're paying me. And, but they don't want to sit and talk about every picture. And I'm like, Aww. okay, they want to, they want to pay me for that. I feel guilty, <laughs> but it, so it's all sweet, but mm. here's the best part. So my, I have a lot of friends who've been asking me lately and it's too many friends asking me, can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? And it's like, how do you charge your friends? It just mm. gets kind of awkward. And all of a sudden one day I was like, wait a second, I want to give freely to my friends my time is so valuable to me and I'm, I am doing this professionally and I'm trying to make a living. And I was like, Hey, I love international justice mission. It's my favorite. Mm. And they help children who are trafficked and help enslave little boys on boats. And I said, you know what? How about I'll just do this for you oh. and you don't pay me anything. And we don't even have to technically keep track of my hours, but let's, we'll just keep a gentle guideline you text me as much as you want you ask me I'm going to help you as much as you want and when we're done let's partner together and whatever and you and your husband pray about it you don't even have to tell me but if you will make a donation to the international justice mission you don't have to put my name down or anything just make a donation to them Mm. that then I can work freely and bless you as my friend and and it also like it 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 just was we will be doing this together Mm. well I did that without thinking about it. And then I have three different people I think I've done that with, three or four of dear friends. And all of a sudden, I had that memory of 14, no, no, 
20 years ago, mm. me crying and fasting and praying and asking <laughs> God to use this little drummer boy that I was just a drama person. <laughs> That's all I have, God. I want to help the kids. I want to help the little children get out of the brothels. <laughs> I want to help the little boys get off those boats where they're being enslaved. But all I got is my little drum. All I have is my little drama, my little, you know, set design, now interior design. That's all, you know, it's kind of shallow, God. I'm taking out couches, pretty, pretty fabrics <laughs> and wallpapers. Wow, God. Mm. And so... It's just encouraging, again, no treasure doesn't happen now, but it's encouraging (laughs) to know that just wait Mm. on the Lord. And I Mm -hmm. bet you when we're in heaven, there's some seeds we plant here on earth that come to fruition that we weren't even on the planet when they came to fruit. Oh, that's good. I love that. And I love that. that I take off running and saying, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start this. And God's saying, he'll be back. Just let him go. He'll be right back. <laughs> He'll be back, meaning you. <laughs> or in this case, He'll you. Check in. He'll check in. I do think it's sweet. Again, again, not not to turn this into a work. Yeah. But I do, I always love the passage, passages in scripture where David says, I remember just going, oh, wow, again. And it says, and David inquired of the Lord. And then you kept reading and reading and reading. And then it says, and David inquired of the Lord. And then you kept reading and reading and reading and reading. And it says, and David inquired of the Lord. And I went, God, he keeps checking in with God. Well, that's probably a good idea. (laughs) It's a great idea. Wow. You have been fun. I like fun. Yeah, I like fun too. Is there anything else you want to say? I just think the I'll end where I started. I just mm. think it in the midst of it is God doesn't have any favorites unless you're his favorite. I mm. mean, everyone's his favorite. I mean, nobody's more favorite. Yeah. Nobody has more of God in them, yeah. if you're a believer, than anyone else. And so I just would um, caution, I guess, is the word, but that's not a fun word. <laughs> but that would be close to the word that I would want to use of, of just be really careful um, when you hear us talk about hearing God, what now, the mm. Bible says, again, if you care about the Bible, it says, my sheep hear my voice. Mm-hmm. So you can hear him, but the way you hear him might be so different than anything we've described. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so we just want to encourage you to not compare the way you can be inspired and encouraged mm-hmm. and go to God and say, Hey God, I'd like to hear you. You know, yeah. I'd like to hear you that way. That's cool. Ask for that. Yeah. But don't ever think that you're less or lacking. Please. Mm-hmm. If someone describes the way they hear God and it doesn't look at all like that for you. Mm-hmm. Cause yours is not less. No, that's perfect. Amen. Amen. Nice. This has been fun. Thank you so Always. much. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we needed we needed more time with you. So thank you so much. Tracy Livingston. Levinson. Levin, it's a good Jewish name. A Jewish name. So I've got it wrong twice. Levinson. <laughs> I, you know, I hate it. No offense to my last name. But my first name, my last name originally was Bell. B-E-L-L. And I always got to be in the front of the line because it was a B. <laughs> it was easy to write. And Levinson, my signature, looks like a... Just a terrible doctor's signature. <laughs> and nobody okay. could remember it, apparently. Right, I'm going to quit saying you your stop. name and just sign out. I don't say it. I try not to say it. <laughs> this has been great. Thank you so much. All right. We'll talk to you all later. Yep. Bye.